0: This is a podcast by The Straits Times.
1: You're listening to COE Watch, a new podcast by The Straits Times. I'm your host, Ernest Lewis. Now, a Certificate of Entitlement, or COE for short, gives you the right to own and register a vehicle in Singapore. And this COE does not include the price of the vehicle itself. But because the COE can cost as much as the vehicle itself, how COE premiums move up or down can have a significant impact on how much consumers pay and by extension, how much transportation costs. Which is why this COE gets many people buzzing or exclaiming, Wah! Went up ah! Wah! Went down ah! And this podcast goes out before the COE tender exercise closes this Thursday at 4pm. During the previous April 19 tender, the COE premium for smaller cars up to 1,600cc and 130bhp, as well as for electric vehicles EVs with up to 110 kilowatts of power, now that crossed the $100,000 mark for the first time. It reached a record high of slightly over 103,000, up 7.48% from the previous high of slightly more than 96,000 at the April 5th tender. New records were also set in the larger car and open categories. To help us take stock of it all after the Labor Day break and going into the next bidding round, My colleague and senior transport correspondent, The Straits Times, Lee Nianjo, joins me in the podcast studio. Hi, Nianjo. Hello, Ernest. and Welcome to the show. Thank you. All right. Okay, so how do we make sense of what has happened at the last tender?
0: I think first and foremost, the high COE environment is no joke. I mean, we really talked about a little bit on how it's impacting our transportation costs and really how we're going to how, how daily lives are affected, right? Mm. And, you know, earlier on it says how we were talking about how it's gone up or gone down. In the past 12 months or so, it's been mostly up. up very yeah. few downs. Yeah.
1: Last when we met and talked about this in January, I remember you were saying that it was likely to stay flat yeah. or at least still going to creep up. And it uh, did creep up slightly. Yes, and my crystal ball developed a cataract since. <laughs> 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 yeah, I mean, overall, you know, that
0: there are five... Um, categories five types of coe Mm. so two of them are meant for cars one's for commercial vehicle one is for um, motorcycle last one is so-called open cat but most of the time it ends up being used for expensive cars Mm. and i think specifically what really caught everybody's attention is that in the most recent tender you also broke a psychological barrier mark which is a hundred thousand dollars for what is called cat a yeah that's the one for smaller cars more affordable cars yeah and For perspective, right, I did some searching. A brand new small car, it's going to cost you about $130,000 now. Mm. And if you talk about affordability, right, to get the keys to that new car at $130,000, you need to have a down payment of $40,000 in cash. You can't borrow with that. You can't borrow $40,000. And beyond that, it's $1,300 in installments for the next seven years. So by any measure, this is not a small sum, especially if... The, the premise is this is supp- supposedly the more affordable car. Yeah, yeah so, yeah. Uh, I mean, like I said, no joke, it's pretty tough. And I think um, moving forward, I mean, later on, we're probably going to do more crystal ball gazing and see if the cataract clears. Mm. Um, but there's very little chance of surprises, at least hoping for more downs than ups.
1: Mm, okay, so if you're pretty depressed <laughs> listening to Nianjo at this moment, please bear with us. I just want to mention also that our other colleague and senior transport correspondent Christopher Tan also wrote a column with the headline, Soaring COE Prices. What's driving the insanity and when will it end? So do you think it will end or is this going to continue because it looks like no one can really do any fixes to the system? And of course... Yes, you know, the understanding for Singaporeans at least is that this helps to control our vehicle population in Singapore, you know. Uh, We're trying to encourage people to go Mm. car light and and all that thing. But there's many more factors than it is now, maybe say in the early 2000s or even in the 90s. Yeah, um, I guess there's there's one point, one part of it is on the supply side where the number of COEs
0: that goes into the market that's available for bidding, that goes up and down because each COE supposedly will last you 10 years. And then mm. when you when you come off around that time, you could either choose to revalidate it and stretch it by another ten years or by five years. But bottom line is, when a CE goes when it expires, then it goes back in for tender. So on the supply side, you could almost calculate it. The mm. the the challenge or the fun part of it is the matter of demand. So I think we we kind of um, between Chris and I, we've always been thinking, hey, you know, this this demand business is getting very very complicated. Right. It used yeah. to be quite easy, majority of us, if I mention a car, who gets a car? Typically private individuals. Now, yeah. at least in the past uh, two years, three years we'll say, we tend to industry players tend to point us to, hey, it's the fleet buyers that are doing this. Because they're they're there's a revenue uh intent to getting that mm. COE. Right? Um mm. if were to say that the COE goes up by ten thousand dollars, as a buyer, ten thousand is really that, oh, it's gone up. Right? Yeah. But if you amortize it, if you're a renting a company is renting out a vehicle that costs you ten thousand dollars more, you break it down, mm. I think it's roughly over the, the lifespan of the COE, two dollars a day. Then mm. if you're hiring a vehicle now, so you're on the on, on the people who actually use the vehicles got like 2 that, yeah, dollars, three dollars can. Let's just do it. And sometimes it, yeah. Yeah. a lot of times at least, it feels like we don't have a choice anymore. Those who can't afford that right. car, but you have to get into one, then this is this is your one way out and it says okay, you're going to cost you 2 $3 more a day, just, you know, bite the, Buy bullets, the bullet, stomach market, Yeah. Mm. So the other side to it is, which really has uh, influence on the way demand for COE goes, is this uh, other side, which is the expectation, where anticipation of where the COE would go. So mm. I can share uh, something I, I observed in the last tender. The majority of bids that were entered for this Category A, that affordable type of COE, were actually within 5% Right? The bits that they enter the, the amount is within five percent mm. of where we were and where we ended up in the end. Meaning that the mm. market really expected the COE to be ballpark five percent up. Right? And and, right. and that's that's exactly what happened. Right? So if they expect the COE is gonna continue going up, it becomes self-fulfilling. Because then those companies that need to put more vehicles on the road, they're gonna chase it. Right? right. <laughs> however,
1: and as they, they chase it, up. it will go. Yes. Creep and up. however
0: yeah. at the same time, and this this is where the, the, the cataract analogy kind of Kicks in, is that at the same time private buyers will start falling away. Yeah, the way I see it is this: the only chance of a buyer that's going to come into the market now for a Cat A car, chances are, besides uh, uh, those who really have no choice and uh, you know giving up their kidneys for it, would be people who are downgrading. You know, we see that mm. in the housing market, right? You downgrade from your condos to whatever it is, and you push up the price in the lower rung. Right. So I think that's the right. only type of consumer really that's left. Hmm. And then now we're going to have this conflict because then companies are driving up demand. Private demand is coming down for this sort of COE. What is
1: the net result? The potential downgraders, you mean? Yes. From Bs and... Yeah.
0: yeah, because those who were the non-graders, those who were graded in the mass market segment would have fallen out. They'd be like, you know, I, I can't play this game anymore. I've dreamt of getting a car or replacing my car now at this
1: reality of $100,000. Where
0: am I going to find this money from... You know, None of us had
1: this pay rise, right? Yeah. Yeah. So Nianjo, when we look at the next six months or even the next three-month cycle uh, from May onwards, uh, what is the foreseeable scenario starting with this next tender on May the 4th? I think we can start with looking in
0: three-month cycles first, right? Because based on that, we know in terms of the supply side, the, the announcement for the number, number of COEs being released into the market is always done in this three-month in a quarterly basis. So specific to Cat A. Right, that's the COE for affordable cars, um, we know that there's going to be fewer COEs available between May to July. And what this means is that there's actually 78 pieces of COE less than in the previous three months. And each time, uh, uh, if you work out this 78, because there are two, two tender exercises, you know there are just uh, 39 pieces of COE less. And this is a reduction of 7.7%. So, uh, we kind of briefly talked about it, but when you think about the pricing being high, on the demand side, you're going to have people are going to be reeling away, right? You and I are going to stay away from the showroom. I mean, you might still go into the showroom and just kick tires, but you know you're not going to buy something at mm. this
1: price. Yeah.
0: So uh, on that front, I, I think that on demand side, it's going to be a little bit lower. Okay. The magic or the question here is that is it going to be drop, dropping further than this 70.7 cut in supply? My feeling is on on the private buyer side, it's definitely going to be lesser demand, right? But the companies that are still growing their fleet, they would have to continue doing what they need to do. Their business objective is to grow, get market share, get penetration, get stickiness, all the words you can use on it. The fact is they're going to keep pushing up the demand. Mm. So in short, I think it's more likely than not that in the immediate term, maybe in, in the next three months, you're going to see that Tiwi won't fall, right? Won't fall in terms of a plunge further down the road, when you go to the next three-month cycle, so we're talking about six months, Yes. the expectation is there is going to be some ambiguity in terms of whether the supply will go up or recover or, or wherever we're at. But overall, if you think about it, the way that CE bidding is done, you and I, everybody, can see how the, the bidding develops as it nears the deadline mm-hmm. right of the 4 o'clock on Thursday in this case. Yes. So what will happen is that when... COE, the, the, the premium seems a little bit lower, you get people rushing in, whether they are companies or individuals. So what happens is this gives a little bit of support. Even though the market might be weak, we really don't want COEs now, it's too expensive. But hey, I'm going to save $10,000, I'm going to go in and try. Mm. So what I expect, uh, what we all expect really, is that down further down the road, even as COE supply increases, you're going to find that there's going to be a bit of underlying support to keep it a little bit higher hmm. than what it would be. So hopefully, you can go down, but it's not going to fall. You don't got to be yeah. too far away from 100,000 in three months, and six months' time. So don't expect that sudden crash or something. Yeah. cannot crash, yeah. Right. Yeah, sorry, more sobering thoughts there. Find us on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or via the Google Voice Assistant and Amazon Alexa-enabled devices. And now back to our podcast episode.
1: Back to my conversation with ST Senior Transport Correspondent, Lee Nianzhou, We're talking about what he expects to happen at the next COE tender bidding exercise when the results will be out at 4pm on May the 4th. So Nianzhou, how's the force looking for you?
0: Bid or no beat, there is no try. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Thank mm. you, our version of Yoda. But let's talk about motorcycle COE premiums now. Uh, As we explained in this show's intro, how COE premiums move up or down can have a significant impact on how much consumers pay and of course, by extension, how much transportation costs. Right, Nanjo?
0: Yeah, for sure. I mean, we actually mentioned a little bit about how there's a chance that for car buyers at least, there might be those that are so-called downgrading from the Cat B, which is for the expensive cars, the big premium cars, to Mm -hmm. the more affordable ones. Right. And you edge out the rest of us. Yeah. So I, I think to some extent, there will be an element of people that are being pushed from cars to motorcycles. Mm. Right. Uh, yes. Motorcycles are not the perfect substitute for cars. But if you want to talk talking about getting around, right, there is demand for motorcycles as a way to get around in terms of you being uh, in charge mm. versus versus using uh, public transport. Okay. That's it, right? There's also been um, a lot of demand for motorcycles, specifically from your food deliveries, your last mile. I think we we mentioned a little bit about this before on how it impacts the cost of our delivered food, the cost yeah. of our the things that we order online. But there is also the other problem with it is the fact that how can we say ridiculous the the the, the, the prices have, have gone. Yeah. Right. I've spoken with riders who said, I bought a bike in 2018, 2017. You know what? If he sells that bike that is now a couple years older, he could sell it for as much as he paid for it. Hmm. The whole difference is with the COE. And here, because the majority of motorcycles or these working motorcycles tend to be, you, you get onto these bikes through hire or rental arrangements. Right. So, what happens is that what it means is that you're basically you don't own the bike you keep there are these lease to own arrangements or whatever which way but basically you're just paying and paying and paying based on a contract that you set Mm. so what we've known is that the rental contracts the cost of fresh contracts of hiring bikes have actually been on the way up as well why coming back to it because you has gone up and has been going up Mm. yeah so this becomes a, a a bigger problem when you consider that Those with the least, or shall we say the slightly more vulnerable than the the others, are the ones that are using these bikes
1: for work. Yeah, because they need to make a living, right?
0: Yes. That's why we call them working bikes. I mean, there are those who are in your cool super bikes and stuff. They're kind of like toys, which is great. Mm. I mean, we shouldn't shouldn't, uh, just discount them as saying they're not important. But specific for those who are using these bikes for a living... Whether even if it is not in the business of delivering your food and your groceries, it's also those that are using it, uh, a lot of them are just getting to their place of work. Hmm. I mean, recently I've been doing a lot of stories about bus drivers, for example. Bus drivers don't drive the bus home. They get to the to the places where the buses are parked with a motorcycle, typically. right? So if they get priced out, then you see the impact on transportation, you see the impact on our lives. You get more and more difficult.
1: Yeah, I okay, mean, that's a sobering thought. So Nyanjo, what are the changes that are going to be kicked in uh, for this tender for the motorcycle COEs? Can you explain to us what has happened?
0: So um, actually on the back of uh, the quota announcement on how many COEs will be available for the next three months, starting from May, uh, the LTA also made changes to the way motorcycle COEs, uh, in terms of the bidding details. Right, Two things. One is that they made it a little bit more expensive uh, mm-hmm. to bid. You need to put a higher deposit from $800 to thousand five. dollars Okay. The second one is that the COEs that you have secured, motorcycle COEs, will have to be used within, the same, within a month. Previously, it was three months. Mm. So this, actually, when you put them together, what it means is that it's trying to increase the opportunity cost for the dealers who are bidding for COEs. When I say opportunity cost, it is specific to dealers who are bidding for the sake of bidding. What I mean is that you don't have a ready buyer for it, a ready rider for the motorcycle, but I just bid first. Because it, what happens is that you're basically just chasing up your COE premium. Mm,
1: so you're pushing up the prices. You pushing up the prices. So so they want to reduce that possibility. Yes.
0: I mean, we frankly, it's it's the there is a a, a perception, or really, a, what in a perception, we just call it speculation. Right. The dealers are speculating by driving up the COE premium. Right. Initially, before the the deposit has been raised, it's very cheap for them to just throw the COE away. So called throw away. Mm. When I say throw away, it means that it hits the expiry. This COE that's not used gets uh, filled back into the pool for bidding. Right. But along the way you've already chased up the COE.
1: Yeah. Right? And and they just have to pay a little bit of a penalty. Yeah, it was eight hundred. Right. right?
0: Now it's thousand five. So it will hurt them a little bit more. And more importantly, because it expires within uh, after a month, right? Yeah. This COE is not wasted. It's not sitting idle for two, three months
1: when the rest of us want the COE you got to make sure you find a rider within one month or a customer or at least put care. it on a bike
0: right okay. yeah i mean that this is a, a small remember we were talking about how motorbikes tend to be rented yes so it just means that for the company i have to pre-register this although i don't have so many hires then hopefully hopefully is that you put these bikes on the road and now they're in your stock holding right maybe you can help to you're a little bit more desperate to push it out Mm. and on the hiring side, maybe that means that they're more agreeable to a little bit of negotiations rather than being on the seller's market.
1: Right. Yeah. Okay, so that sort of mitigates that that sector of society where you say they really need it Yes. for their living or other forms of having to get to their places of work yeah, know, I, by using this.
0: I, I, I think it also helps, helps to tip the balance a little bit in their favor, right? It gives, gives, the, gives the little guy a bit more chance
1: to, you know, have his way in, in, in life, uh. Okay, yeah. thanks a lot, Nyanjo. We'll see what happens then at the next uh, tender exercise. Yes. And uh, glad to have you on our show to explain all of these uh, uh, happenings and also the the thinking behind a lot of the the tweaks and the system as well. Yeah. Thank you. Well, that's a wrap for COE Watch, a new podcast by The Straits Times. I'm your host, Ernest Lewis. And if you resonate with the points raised, do share this podcast episode with your friends and family. If you'd like to read more of Nian Zhou's and Kristan's transport articles, there is a link in the podcast show notes below. Thanks for listening.
0: That was a podcast by The Straits Times. Send your feedback to podcast at sph.com.sg.